Well, it's that time of the week again when Moncon McGann comes in and in a flight of fantasy brings us thousands of miles from home. Uh, well, that's some weeks because other weeks it's only hundreds of miles from home. Moncon, welcome to the programme. Thank you so much, George. And we're going where? So this is one of the Europe weeks. As we know, we do Ireland, Europe, uh, the world. We're doing Europe, but we're doing the extremes of Europe. We're doing Greenland. Is Greenland in Europe? It's, well, where else is going to be? So it's not quite a continent. It's the largest island in the world, like non-continental island in the world. And it is it is under the kingdom of Denmark. So do you remember two weeks ago when we did Alaska, I was saying that the Yukon was a state of Canada, which is wrong on two fronts. First, you know, Canada doesn't have states. It's not a federation of states. And B, anyway, it is has this weird, it has autonomous control, independence under Canada. In the same way as if I said Greenland was owned by Denmark, I would be getting very many angry um, emails. In 1979, they got in, they got their own parliament. But in fact, in all realistic, it's controlled by Denmark. They're the ones. Oh, it's kind of province. Exactly. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. It's, no, it's an autonomous uh, kingdom. Or, right. Sorry, state under the kingdom of Denmark. All but, right. you know, it's Denmark who control the fiscal control. That won't happen very long because with the end of, you know, the melting ice sheets up north, Greenland is going to be a key area. Now, you know, with crew with boats able to get right over the North Pole eventually, Greenland is going to capitalise on, on tourism and it's going to develop. So I'm trying to say go there now. Yes, it is still expensive. The reason everyone knows Greenland is one of the most beautiful places. You've got this crystal. Everybody doesn't know. No, That's well, the reason you're here. Yeah, but what's your image of Greenland? Your I image have of... no idea. My image of Greenland. Nobody lives there. There's mm-hmm. a few reindeers whizzing around. Probably very cold. A lot of snow and ice. You're at risk of polar bears. And that's about it. Yeah, you finish. You've got it right. I might as well leave. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you've got another guest coming because that is Greenland, basically. There's not many polar bears, but instead there's muskox and uh, sort of Arctic foxes and things, and loads of caribou. But uh, do a lot of people live there? No, they, you're quite right about that. Very few people. And, and is there a town, Christiansen yeah. or something? Maybe? No. no? Uh, so there's eighty percent of them are Inuit. You know, twenty percent Danish. Um, that you see, it's complicated because yes, there are towns, but there's no roads. So you fly into Kangerlussuk. Kangerlussuk is an basically it's an airport. It looks like an Arctic research station right in the centre of Greenland, and it was built there. A runway was built there during the Second World War by the Americans because they thought where was the most likely area that you could put a runway that wasn't going to be totally frozen over for most of the year. And this uh, Kangerlussuk is right at the mouth of a fjord of a big river valley, two rivers meet and they go down to the sea and because of the you know the sort of slightly moderate influence of the sea this area was the best place to put an airport so they put it there but there's no roads going anywhere else so you arrive in Kangerlussuk um, off your Ryanair flight no. <laughs> How, well, can you get there by scheduled airline? Yeah, you can. Yeah, by from uh, presumably Copenhagen. Exactly. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So SKS maybe might bring right. it there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Or you could also go there. You can go there via Iceland, and you can go in summer via Iceland via ship. It's going to be expensive, one way or the other. At the moment, from Copenhagen to Kangerlussuk via Air Greenland will get you there for six hundred and thirty euros, which isn't too expensive. But you got to get a Copenhagen as well. You got to get to Copenhagen, and then when you're in Kangerlussuk, you got to get somewhere else. Now, so first, let's say if you just go to Kangerlussuk, as I say, it is runway, land and runway. You ran, but all around it is the, the the airport, which looks like the research station, and these prefabricated buildings put up by the American Air Force. Um, and inside them will be a few Inuit craft shops and activity 
centres, Inuit run um, outdoor activity centres. So from the airport itself, you can, and this is what I did, the first time I went, I just went to Kangalusuk. And uh, you can, like this, first there's caribou hunting trips. So you can go out shooting uh, caribous. But the most interesting thing is just a few minutes from the airport is the ice cap, uh, the, basically the North Pole. And there's a road directly to the ice cap. It ends, you know, where the ice begins. So 80% of Greenland is ice cap. It's con- com- constantly covered in a, you know, an enormously thick um, slab of ice, which in the summer will melt a little bit and it becomes dirty and grey as some of the top pools, uh, some of the top Well, hold on a while now. What about the climate warming uh, warriors? I mean, aren't they saying, are they saying that there's a lot less ice in, Greaseland because, in Greenland because of warming? They are. They definitely are. And yeah, is exactly. there? There are, yeah. And there's right, a, so you're a believer in global warming, are you, uh, as a result of your visit to Kangalusa? You can now... You can now sail to Greenland, whereas before this, you know, in summer, the whole ice uh, sheet would have been totally locked up. So it is now, those icebergs are melting earlier. You're able to pass through it. And within, you know, within 10, 15 years, they now say that it is going to be like as big um, uh, an, uh, a shipping hub as the Amsterdam, because suddenly you'll be able to get to Asia right over there, over the North Pole. So this is one of the positives of global warming. Uh, if, if you want to look at it like that, George. Uh, yeah, yes, I suppose. Um, well, yeah. you're the fellow who's saying in 10 years' time there's going to be well, it ocean a... liners going through there and everything. You're right. So it's a positive for Greenland. Greenland is going to get richer, but it's going to have a lot more people visiting it. And as it is, the Inuits aren't coping very well with modernisation. Now, Inuits is the politically correct name for Eskimos. Exactly. They don't like to be called Eskimos anymore. Presumably. Not so much anymore, no. Uh, so it, that was just a name, you know, 19th century explorers took from for some group of, of Inuit people. Why are the Inuit people not coping very well? Not coping very well with what? With modernisation. So, like, the, the statistic is 20% of girls between the age of 15 and 18 have tried to commit suicide by the, age, by the time they're 20. No. By the time they're 18, yeah, 20% have tried to commit suicide. Now, that is also a really dark area of Inuit culture, which is to do with incest, which has uh, been a central part. Anyway, alcoholism, as we know, has been a part of Inuit culture in Canada in, and also in Greenland. Um, like, so... Why? Well, let's, like, why? Into, no, let's get into yeah. something here just for a moment, yeah. although I know we're talking about Greenland. Isn't it very interesting... Mm-hmm that alcoholism is very high in the native peoples of countries that in effect were colonised. If you think of the Inuit, Mm -hmm. if you think of the Aborigine, if you think of the Maori, if you think of the Native American, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure the list goes on if we had time Mm -hmm. to talk about it. It it really is interesting. And it says says a lot about the failure of Mm colonisation to actually make life better for the people who lived there originally. Yeah, so, I mean, there's two points. First, as you say, there's the psychoanalytical effect of colonialization, but there's also the gut effect. Fam- cultures who weren't used to fermented alcohol in their bodies didn't develop resistance from it. So, oh, right. You okay. Know, uh, okay, but listen, we're in Kangalusuk. Yeah. There's no road to go anywhere. We've seen the ice cap now. So You've what do we now, ca- turn around and go home? No, what I want you to do is see the ice cap. I want you to go, if you want, if you like killing large animals, go killing caribou. And can you kill caribou? Yeah, I'd, what I prefer if you went on a muskox safari. Muskox are these big buffalo beasts 
beast of animals, some of them up to 900 pounds, like almost a ton in weight. They've been there for a million years. They've been on the tundra in this area. They're huge beasts. They're rather shy, so it takes a while on a safari to get to see them, but they are beautiful. And the thing is, if you do, make sure you buy some of their wool to bring it home. It is the warmest and softest and most gorgeous wool, and you're never going to get it. Like, it kills me that I didn't get it when I was up in Greenland. And when you're in Kangarlusuk, also when you're in the airport, buy yourself some sealskin clothes. They have the full sealskin trousers, sealskin jackets. They're expensive, but crikey, they're warm, and you're never going to get them anywhere else. So uh, watching the under-12s play in the middle of winter on a Sunday morning, <laughs> are, seal see. clothing is the way to go. Yeah, and That's I, really and, interesting. And I'm all for killing seals, I'm afraid. I know. Are you? And yeah, I just think it's a great meat source, which we'll get onto. So let's say we get down to the capital city there, and what I want you to go... How are you going to get down? There's you're going to no fly. Yeah, well, no, what I want you to do, if it's summertime, this is a trip. There's, there's one, um, there's a, a walking trail. Now, I just, I did not do this, but I envy it. I wish I had. There's a walking trail from Kangalusuk to down. You remember I said it's, it's in the valley. It's the mouth of a valley leading down to the sea. So eventually that valley ends up in, in Sisimut, which is the second major city or town really in Greenland. And you can walk. It's 115, 150 kilometres and there's a 10-day walk. There's wooden cabins all along the way. So you're walking, I mean, you have to walk along a river first and then around from, from some marshes, around some lakes and you eventually arrive. And then you overnight in a hut. Yeah, each time. Yeah, exactly. For your 10 nights. Um, now the problem is, you know, it, the, the, the trail is pretty well marked out. But if you're, you need a compass and you're that near the North Pole, you can't really trust that compass. Like oh, the, my no, God. Because the North oh Pole deviates. Right. The, the, the magnetic pole, yeah. The magnetic north deviates. Now, we know it deviates every few years, but we never quite know exactly how much it's going to deviate. So, you know, make sure you have a guide is the ideal thing. Thank you get you. down to Sisimut, which is a gorgeous old traditional, lovely 18th and 19th century wooden prefabricated building still surviving. An enormous an enormous whale jawbone as an entryway to Susimut uh, village or town. Um, and if you're lucky, you're going to have glaciers, uh, you know, carved uh, out in the in the sea there. If you're not, I want you to go somewhere else. But before that, so that's a way of not taking a flight from Kangalusuk. You could fly into Kangalusuk for 630 euros. You could walk. If you don't have a guide, it's just whatever your food you have it's in your backpack. just 150 kilometres. I mean, you could just walk. Like, you're the only person I know who would come into this studio and say, <laughs> it's only 150 kilometres, you could just walk. I gave you 10 days for it. All right, but that's then like 15k get, a day. But then you get a... You get a um, a small six-seater or something like that, presumably. To do what? What's this? To fly down to Yeah, yeah exactly. Simul. That's right. Yeah, there's, I mean, Greenland has, the Greenland Air uh, Air, Air Company, Air Force, um, is, uh, it's owned by the nation and it has little, as you said, tiny little planes flying everywhere all the time. So you'd fly down from Kangalusuk to Nuuk, which is the capital. Nuuk is in the capital and it's, in the southwest of Greenland. So the south of Greenland is actually slightly, is the rather green, and there are sheep farms there, or particularly in summertime. Uh, you know, the north is that whole 80% uh, ice cap. You're, you're, you're right. just going to go for a day's experience there, or if you want extreme two days camping out on the ice sheet. But it's pretty grim, pretty cold. Thing is, go down to Nook, um, or Nook, um, it is sort of a modern capital. It's all on an, it's all on permafrost, so everything is prefabricated buildings on concrete slabs, just sitting on top of the ground. You know, there's no foundations, and they just sort of they move with the with the free frozen. Uh, that must tundra. be a very ex- interesting experience to be lying in your bed, and like 
the house moves. It's very slow moving. But the thing is, Monday morning, you go down, there's an enormous open market, uh, sort of just a, um, big, big concrete slabs overlooking the coast. And every morning, every weekend, you see people go out hunting. And every Monday morning, they come and bring the produce to the market. And that's where you buy your food. I mean, there's a few supermarkets which have, you know, salamis and ham products brought in from Denmark, but they're enormously expensive and tinned vegetables. But much better to go there and you have your choice of caribou that is brought in, big beasts are brought in the back of a pickup from people hunting at the weekend and they're laid out in the slab and then there'll be minky whale and, well, humpback whales, although it's illegal to, to, to get those, but they're allowed, most Inuit families are allowed to kill a few minky every day, uh, sorry, every year. Um, so they'll be, and then there'll be different seal and and then shark and fermented shark and petrified animals. But all the while you say you get your food, eh? mm-hmm. is there not have Marriott or yeah. Hilton not got up there yet? There are, yeah. It's just if you want that full, if you want a fresh <laughs> puffin, like yeah. to roast. <laughs> I gosh. love your version of you get the full experience. Yeah, yeah. But there are. I'd hotels. be wrapped up in my duvet uh, in the Marriott. Yeah. Well, so the the problem though is it was only for sort of plutocratic. Uh, cruise passengers it was only for the total elite there are now this, so there were expensive Danish hotels there there are now some sort of low budget hotels and even hostels which makes it somewhat affordable and you know the minute you go into a restaurant or the minute you order a pint it's, it's, it is phenomenally expensive so the best thing to try and do is to do as the local people do and who, who survive mostly on wild game um, and all the berries you know the crowberries and aromatic angelica root and whatever grow and forage thyme, whatever will grow in that tiny summer season. Um, so it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's a very, it's a totally meat-based uh, diet. Like veg, vegetarians will find it very hard. Well, it's either meat or, or whales or fish. Yeah. Okay. So you're in Nook. Um, the thing to do in Nook, as I said, I mean, the, the, that, the Monday morning uh, ca- uh, market is brilliant. There's a, there's a great, um, museum right in the heart of Nuuk, which is um, it's got three nice things. First, uh, I mean the most eerie thing is it's got mummified remains of Inuit people from the 15th century. So it's got three women wrapped up in their in their sort of traditional sealskin clothes and their little baby, and they're looking straight at you. And it's like it's like you've leapt back to the 15th century. You know, it's 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 totally eerie. There's also a uh, display on their the rocks. The rocks in Greenland are 3.8 billion years old. Like we think, if we have like four million years old our rocks in Ireland, they're all three point eight billion. So they, um, so it's just, it's gets your mind right. This is the very beginnings of planet Earth that you're seeing um, the remains of up in Greenland. And there's also a nice display on how Iceland has coped with the nineteen since nineteen fifties. Greenland has how Greenland has since the nineteen right. fifties. And the answer is, you know, they've coped badly. It's like there's almost a sense of um, apartheid in Nuuk. Like you'll have these Bang and Olufsen shops, you know, with state of the art. Um, you know, chrome, ridiculous headphone equipment, where, uh, whereas there'll be no proper, you know, community centre for the Inuit people. And the young people are still finding it hard to, to, you know, to move on and to find a place in the world. So my point is, go to Nook, but then get out into a in totally Inuit place as quick as you can. And the main place for seeing, uh, glace, for seeing icebergs and glaciers is Illusat. So all of these are on the you west. You have to fly there again. You're gonna to have to. Well, you're gonna to have to fly there. But let's say all these are on the west coast of Greenland. So Nook is at the bottom, okay, and then Sisamut, the place we were walking, yeah. Kangerlussuk, and then Illusat is north again. It's north of the north of the Arctic Circle, um, or the you know of the North Pole, and uh, north of the Arctic Circle. Yeah, 
And um, is the pole is a place. Exactly, the pole is a place. So the Arctic Circle. The Arctic is, Circle is a degree of latitude. That's right. It is. It's around the uh, the North Pole. So. What you could do is you could get into fly into Kangalusuk, walk to Sisimut, and then take a boat, a hop, a public boat, a public ferry from Sisimut up to Ilulusat, which would cut down your 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 prices a lot. The thing you're going to Ilulusat, Ilulusat for, for again, it's a it, because it's further north than the others. It's a lot more Inuit influence. So these lovely um, painted wooden small cabins and small buildings. It's the third biggest town in, in Greenland. You're going 40 kilometres out of, t- no, sort of 40 minute walk out of town is the Jakobshaven Glacier. Okay? This glacier is, uh, lets out 35 billion tonnes of icebergs every year. Okay, so it's 55 kilometres long. You're seeing a glacier 55 kilometres long that moves 19 metres a year and every sort of hour it is calving enormous icebergs. You know, icebergs that are like 100 metre high, icebergs that are the size of Disney castles, falling into the water and creating enormous splashes and thunderous, you know, explosions. So the trick is keep away from the shoreline at this area because the ripples from one of these calving icebergs, which can happen at any time, will suck you in if you're anywhere near. But there is something profoundly... Um, just resonant and palpably strange about being near an iceberg that size or a glacier that is like 55 kilometres long. They have this eerie, they're like they're like ghost frozen clouds that have been dropped to earth and solidified there. And you know, you're going to be there in summer, so there's no night time. It's going to be like either... 24 hour light. Yeah, time. these weird pale egg blue skies and then Baffin Bay or, di- di- or uh, Disc... Bay, so Baffin Bay is the bay down in Nook, or if you're up here, um, Diskin Bay in Elusit has this calm, frigid, cold blue water. And these icebergs, which have the reflected of the sun, like wonderful colours of gold and orange and, and sort of lavender, um, dropping into the sea. And every time one they drop in, the seals will pop up out of curiosity. So it's just, you want to. I mean, you could do it. You could just do it by walking forty minutes up from from Illulissit. But much better to do to get on a boat, a proper metal boat that knows that isn't going to have its sides ripped aside by an iceberg, and knows enough to keep away from the icebergs, but to get you near enough to the glacier to to really truly experience it. And the one of the great uh, icebergs, like you know, um, Jakobshaven is sort of frightening in its immensity. But about five hours away from Illulissit is Ekipsermia, which is a smaller, it's a four kilometre long iceberg, uh, glacier, also constantly calving. And um, like that five hour trip, it's a bit too much in a day. I did it and you're just freezing because it's, you know, it's like it's beautiful, but it's sort of overpowering and very cold. Um, so uh, best to do it, you know, to stay up for a day uh, in the area and either either take advantage of going dog sledding. Like, you know, I mean, we were talking about dog sledding in Iceland in previous shows and in, in Norway. But if you want to do it, do it with the Inuit in this area where, I mean, because even if you're in Nook or in Sisimut, you're hearing the dogs, the packs of husky dogs whining in these weird... Uh, rough-made timber shacks wherever you are. So to get out into them is like the best way of seeing this. Like All right, world. okay. This is pretty... Um, I don't know whether it's on my list, actually. It's going to be expensive and it's slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, um, I don't mind the expense. It's the slightly uncomfortable I have a problem with. Uh, well, the thing is to do is make sure you get out and see whales. But so, what you are seeing, as you point out, mm-hmm. is what, three and a half billion years of the beginning of the planet. Yeah. Uh, even in my experience, watching glaciers calve is an extraordinary experience, mm-hmm. which I saw in Alaska. Um 
the 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 idea of looking at peoples in a way our curiosity is almost wrong but on, uh, we also have to understand oh, these native peoples have been so badly treated by mm-hmm. the colonizers you yeah, know yeah. we have this we it's uh, like your point about a uh, young young uh, girls and and suicide mm-hmm. attempt um we we have a kind of romantic idea of eskimos mm-hmm. you know like yeah, yeah. Very much igloos and you know all that sort of stuff. And you know, from none, Hollywood. none of it. None of it is the new state that was created in Canada for the Inuit people. Yeah. It it's health. It's director of health uh, about six years ago. I don't know if she's still there. Was an Irish woman. She's married to you know the sculptor who did Oscar Wilde in Marion Square. His wife was the head director of medical services in Nunavut. And to get her on the, t- the story to talk about the, the the actual problems that Inuit people are f- facing is fascinating. Like, well, we may, she's still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll have to get her. She moved the family, the whole kids and him over there. All right. Uh, well, uh, that's Greenland for you. Yeah. Uh, cold and uh, expensive and uh, basic, but probably... Lovely whale meat and seal meat for dinner. Yeah, when you come back, I think you probably... Um, it's like all these eventualities. You'd be absolutely thrilled. Uh, however, next week, I have great hopes that I'm going somewhere where Marriott have invaded <laughs> the locale and I can sleep easy in my bed. It's travel with Moncom again every week at this time.